G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as we do on a Thursday, we love to touch base with Family Voice Australia. Greg Bondar is State Director of Family Voice Australia in the uh, New South Wales and in the ACT. And Greg is joining us. Hi, Greg. Welcome along. Good morning, Neil, and thank you for having me. Hey, Greg, let's start talking about what is happening in the state of Queensland, uh, the first state in Australia to criminalise uh, the so-called conversion therapy. Uh, what's your uh, understanding of what all of this change of law means? Yeah, now look, this is a real tragedy, I think, for Australians, I have to tell you, because uh, it's one of those uh, ill-thought-out uh, legis- pieces of legislation that the Queensland government has sought to implement and it's now passed. Last week, 13th of August, they passed a a legislation that now bans conversion therapy by health professionals. Now, what that means now is basically that if your child wants to convert from male to female or female to male or whatever, and they want to go ahead and do it, the parents, health professionals or whatever do not have a say. And in point of fact, this is a sad part about it, a doctor or a therapist that wants to help a child uh, or, or, or help a child not convert uh, their sex um, denomination, they could face you know, up to 12 months jail or even up to 18 months jail and lose a certain amount of their professional development points. Now, the, the, the tragedy about this is that the, 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 when the legislation was passed, they never tell you the facts because one psychologist who, who refuses to be named made the point that there is an alarming rate, Neil, of people, kids, wanting to wanting to detransition from their original conversion. So really, Neil, we need to keep this going because it's now being introduced in the ACT, Victoria following suit, and I think I alluded to this earlier this year when we had a chat, Neil. And as I understand it, Greg, the ACT government is going to be potentially voting on this very issue today. I'm not sure whether you've got any update there, but uh, but Queensland passed that last week. Uh, you've got uh, you've got a leftist government in Queensland. You've got a leftist government in the ACT. They're going to be voting on that today. And interestingly, the state of Queensland has an election coming up end of October. Uh, ACT has an election coming up too. It looks as though uh, there's this sort of last-ditch effort to push through this really uh, dreadful legislation. And uh, it's already happened in Queensland and uh, could happen in ACT today. What Any thoughts on what's happening today in the yeah. ACT? I've been talking to my colleagues in uh, the ACT, our supporters, and including a couple of pa- pa- parliamentarians, uh, member MLAs as they're called in, in the ACT, and it's actually going to go through tonight, I think. And the sad part about it, Neil, is that the ACT government has do- done this under the, 
in, in a stealth mode, if, you, if, if I may use that expression. In other words, it hasn't been publicised widely. The people of the ACT in Canberra in particular have no idea this is going through. There is an election later on this year, and, and Point of Fact Family Voice will be running a, a webinar on how in God's name should I vote, because if leftist governments like Queensland, ACT, Victoria continue on with these pieces of legislation that, are, that, that impact on the family, the individual. And, and what really matters to me, Neil, is why do they spend all this time on these sort of issues when you've got a COVID, you've got economic disasters, you've got unemployment, you've got people that are looking for jobs, and all they can think about is how do I get conversion therapy legalised? You know? So, Neil, it's a sad day for all Australians. I like what Family Voice Australia says that boils this down to something a little easy for everybody to understand, Greg. And that is this idea around conversion therapy for people who might be confused about that, but does seem to make sense when you boil it down to some simple truth. You say that if it's devoid of biblical truth, in other words, created male and female, if it's devoid of biblical truth, it's nothing but junk psychology. So uh, for Christians wondering, when there's this diversion from a Christian biblical understanding of what is true and right with these sorts of even common sense issues, uh, junk psychology, not such a bad way to describe it. Yeah, no, no, look, we are realistic enough to admit that certain attempted uh, uh, conversion therapies may have been seen to be uh, harmful to the young individual or abusive, and, and, and we understand that. And the last thing we want to be doing is we, as, as, as a spokesperson for, for, for you know, conversion therapy, you know, to out, or, which is not happening, the last thing we want to do, Neil, is to make the children uh, undergoing such therapies to be in a, in, a, in, a, in a state of suffering or pain. So what we're saying is if it's done properly under clinical methods, under counselling, under proper advice, then it, conversion therapy should be allowed. And you know what the funny thing is, Neil, is that the LGBTI community say, "Oh no, we've got to let these people have their have their you know they, if they want to change sex, fine." Well, let me put it the other way: Why aren't the LGBTI community saying to kids who are going through gender dysphoria if they want to convert back? Why aren't they allowing them to convert back? They say, no, 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 they've got to stay as they are. So isn't it interesting that the LGBTI community have different rules for different circumstances? It's a one-way street. And, yeah. Greg, let me ask you, though, because this is the interesting fact. When people say that word conversion therapy, mm. uh, people automatically want to think of, you know, electrodes and shock treatment and all sorts <laughs> of stuff that, of course, doesn't happen. And, uh, and certainly uh, this is an issue where the church is particularly concerned because it appears to be that this sort of legislation is not really... Uh, primarily, well, it's primarily aimed at those who are professional counsellors, uh, doctors who uh, try to go against uh, what the uh, will of the child might be. Uh, forget about the parents in all of that. Uh, it's uh, designed for that. But, of course, what seems to be happening is that parallel to that, 
the focus is on the church. It's like there's an aim at Christianity here because Christianity is the only sound, solid foundation by which you can actually claim, yes, of course, uh, male and female. And so as far as I understand it, Greg, uh, clergy and uh, people who are religious counsellors, they're not going to be exempt from what ramifications might come here. So any thoughts around how the church is affected? Yeah, absolutely. Now, look, let's make no mistake. This is very much aimed at the Christian in saying, you guys don't matter, your faith doesn't matter. And let's make it perfectly clear, Neil, conversion therapy is merely an attempt to correct the young person's ill-informed and temporary sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression. That's all it is. So that if the clergy uh, or religious counsellors or indeed mum and dad or grandparents want to talk to the child who wants to convert, uh, they are not allowed because our understanding is that there is imprisonment of up to 18 months. Now, that is ridiculous. I mean, talk about a dystopian society now. It's just crazy. And I think that when the elections come up in, in later on in Israel, which is about six weeks away, I think every Queenslander needs to remember Christians vote. Yes, and uh, that's going to be an important issue because it does seem to be that under the radar these things creep in and while you've got a government in power uh, moving this sort of legislation through ahead of an election, it's as though Mm -hmm. uh, that's a a very much a stealthy uh, thing to do uh, which should cause us all to be really concerned. Hey, Greg, let's move on. Uh, Let's talk about Mark Latham and Fred Nile's religious discrimination bill in New South Wales. Uh, You're pretty close to the action there. What's happening? Yeah, look, we've been really working hard. We've put in our submission uh, a few days ago. There is a submission uh, to the the committee, uh, which is headed up by Gabriel Upton. Uh, Now, what we said was basically that we support the proposals put up by Mark Latham and Fred Nile. There is an opportunity for every person in New South Wales to do a quick three-question survey. They just need to go to the Parliament House uh, website and find it there. But essentially, what we're saying is that this legislation will go a long way to helping religious schools, hospitals, charities uh, to operate according to their religious beliefs, Neil. And more important is that we can have a preference of employment for staff who share our religious faith or ethos. So this is very good legislation. We highly recommend it. If you want to make a, a, a comment on the survey, please go to the website. You've only got till the 21st of August, which is tomorrow, and it's a simple three questions. So please uh, express your support for this legislation. So the idea of protecting religious schools, we're talking about hospitals, we're talking about Christian charities, uh, all being able to operate with their religious beliefs and, of course, uh, employ staff who share that same religious ethos. Now, uh, finding that particular site again, that's uh, parliament.newsouthwales.gov.au. Uh, such so a just a three question survey, and uh, no yeah. doubt, no doubt, listeners today might want to participate in that because a very important one for New South Wales and what's going through the New South Wales Parliament. Uh, so far as that bill goes, uh, what what uh, what will it actually do to to protect uh, religious faith if it goes through? Okay, well, very quickly, uh, Neil, the proposed amendment really implement the recommendation of the Ruddick Review on Religious Freedom. 
and New South Wales, hence, should update its discrimination laws to protect people of faith. In effect, employers should not be able to dictate how an employee expresses their religious views, for example, on his or her own private time. Under the bill, Israel Folau would would be protected. Uh, it's also uh, important that we make sure that you know that our religious freedom is protected and 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 we're not discriminated against. So it has got a lot going for it now. Uh, highly recommended. We, we we cannot. We've spoken to other faith leaders, including the Anglican Church. We've spoken to some of the other faith leaders in the other. Uh, denominations, and we're we're really proposing. Even the Catholic uh, Archbishop is saying, "Let's go for it." And as we'll often say, Greg, when we talk religious freedom, we're talking about freedom of speech, which undergirds mm. all of the other freedoms that we have so well endured here in Australia. And uh, let me just uh, ask you about another point before I let you go. Uh, Let's get a focus on Victoria for a few moments because uh, some things happening there in the Victorian upper house. Uh, The Reason Party, Fiona Patton, has called for the Lord's Prayer to be scrapped from the Victorian Parliament. Uh, What are your thoughts on what's happening there? Yeah, thank you, Neil. Again, I I, I really marvel at the, the... Idiocy of some of these politicians because you've got COVID, unemployment, you've got businesses going broke, you've got all sorts of economic uh, and social issues and all these politicians can think about is let's scrap prayers. They want to legalise marijuana. They also want to make sure that the Religious and Tolerance Amendment Bill will have provisions for... uh, uh, gender disability, gender gender disability, sexual orientation, uh, sex characteristics. For Neil, give me a break, please. What's wrong with these politicians when there are real life issues at stake? All they can think about is scrapping prayers, legalising marijuana, and so on. So it's a real sad day for Victoria if all these uh, proposed uh, uh, motions get uh, get get up. And Greg, it goes deeper than that too because as Christian believers, we're a part of a church and the church has a position in our society. But if these sorts of laws pass, uh, there's impact on churches. And uh, even, you know, when the Bible speaks against these things, the way that these sorts of laws may act is that they could outlaw those things being taught in a local church. Now, uh, that's a real crippling of the sort of free speech again. But uh, your thoughts around how churches typically get affected by laws like this that might pass? Yeah, if Fiona Patton's bill on racial and religious tolerance amendment bill 2019 gets up, what it will mean is that certain inclusions will be put into that bill, which will make it illegal for me to talk about uh, marriage between a man and a woman, homosexuality, and so on. So this is going to have real issues. In other words, it'll make portions of the Bible illegal to use in Victoria. Now, that is unheard of, Neil, and we as Australians really need to take a stance on this and say, enough's enough. We can't let people, politicians who have an agenda, left-wing, Marxist or whatever driven ideology, to impact on us as Christians because our faith does matter to us and we need to make sure that uh, we all stand up. And all you need to do is put pen to paper and say enough is enough and let these politicians know where we stand. Well, Greg, we're often on this program talking about the potential 
for the rise of authoritarianism in Australia and uh, mm. all of the issues we've talked to today, if people are looking for evidence for yep. the fact yep. that that is already happening under our yep. and under our view, uh, this is very significant. Let me point people to Family Voice Australia website. Uh, you've got resources, you've got articles, all sorts of things that will help people to understand yep. these things a little deeper. Uh, familyvoice.org.au is the Family Voice Australia website and uh, there's always a series of campaigns that are operating Greg and uh, your team uh, the team at uh, all of Family Voice and uh, you've got different uh, directors for different states uh, throughout the nation Uh, you're doing a fabulous job familyvoice.org.au Greg Bondar is State Director of Family Voice Australia in New South Wales and the ACT Greg, thanks for the update today on 2020 Thank you, Neil, and God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.